Check out all of our socials down in the description. Go ahead and follow us on Twitch as well, because I've been doing that shit a, a fuck ton, and no one else has been doing it, and everyone's just been watching me play games, and I've been carrying this product on my back, because we ain't recording in a fucking month and a half or whatever the fuck it is. So make sure you follow me on Twitch and no one else. I call Cap, because I hey. started it. But hey, Adam has been carrying Cap it. Too, Adam has been carrying it. But I did start this shit though with the streaming. A duo stream of us playing Gears together. When when was the last time that happened? Chris? Hey, shut the fuck up, Adam. I'm just gonna say Adam only carries the Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, like for to be fair, like I could just wait for Gears and then we'll play that every like three and a half weeks but instead been doing some other games and i'm going to talk about that in a little bit when we get more video game oriented in terms of the discussion but um before we get things rolling how's everyone doing it's been a while i know that we've been arguing in the chat because we haven't seen each other for so long yeah micah Micah brought up that yeah because in our group chat um just more and more as days go by without recording and at least seeing each other's faces on the on the screen, we just like bicker. <laughs> me, me, Chris, Jamal, and Wope are like four married, uh, like old adults, and then Micah, it just like he's like the secret lover, but then all just fits in and starts arguing back, and everyone welcomes him. But then they're like, "Well, this fucking guy's not gonna not gonna sit there and not take any shit." So we're just. There's there's shit being thrown around the group chat every day. They're all really they just really want to touch each other and they can't. So we hop on here to talk. So instead, I just touched the I touched the camera. Yeah, they just ca- caress the fucking glints. And and we want to talk to you. Guys so we want to touch you. <laughs> <laughs> we it's so touch true. Others. Reach out to us. We are here to touch you. Please. Reach out to me, and I will reach out to you physically. Mm, no, but for um, real, I want to hear from you. Send us sure. questions. Talk to yeah. us. Reach out on our socials in the description so we can hear from you all. Stop being so damn quiet. Yeah, be like me really? when I was a child. Someone, someone can send what? Someone can send <laughs> us anything, just anything, and we're not going to give you the whole thing right now because it's down in the description. So go look I at swear, it. I swear we will we will read it on the show if you send us something we will read it straight <laughs> straight up the one thing i do want to promote is just is the twitch uh on air cuz that's one of the more important things right now we're getting the podcast and a twitch rolling at the same time we're making progress in both so uh that's the real npcs on twitch as of right now maybe at some point we'll change it to otaku street gaming or something like that but for right now it's still the real NPCs because we are the real NPCs of Otaku Street. And just um, check out Mikey on, tw- Mikey on Twitch too. Nope. Just that. <laughs> uh, no, just make sure you go slip that one in there. Just give it a little like. And then, you know, I would like to say, speaking of Twitch, there are a couple of games coming out that we could, that you could be seeing a stream. We, there's God of War Ragnarok. 
and their Sonic Frontiers. That comes that's coming out. Well, by the time this episode comes out, they will already be out. Jamal, why don't you stream Ragnarok? I still haven't beat. I barely played their first God of War. You still haven't beat 2018? I haven't. As a PlayStation owner, it's sacrilege. This that 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 actually is. We should probably sacrifice you over. It's like PS5. owning an Xbox and not playing Halo. The <laughs> fair comparison. It, that it is. is. It is. Uh, so this is the perfect time for us to change that, Jamal. We're gonna stream you playing God of War <laughs> One now. We're gonna that, strap you to a I chair. Sh- and force you to sit for a week straight playing God of War. I'm not even going to stream the gameplay. We're going to stream you strapped into a chair playing. <laughs> no screen, no vision of the screen, just you in a it's chair. It's just going to be a slowly a close room. up into my face, and then you'll see God of War reflecting in my eyes. <laughs> have the tape on your on your uh, on your fucking eyelids. <laughs> so it's just so wet. And covered in sweat and blood. And then as soon as it gets close up, the first thing you're going to hear is, boy. <laughs> Come here, boy. It's just, And then it's just the rest of us standing behind him on the stream, just getting all close in his ear, just going, just repeatedly chanting, boy, boy, boy. I am boy. <laughs> you are boy. I'm boy. Boy simulator. Together, we are the boys. Boys. (laughs) God. God of boys. Boy of war. (laughs) God of boys. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, But before, because we have a bunch of video game things to talk about before we get into that, there's not really much anime news. I know. Chainsaw Man, Bleach, oh, wait, Mob Psycho, what? You didn't even allow any time for your intro music. Now there's time. All right then. So, <laughs> you know, we're we're well. Well, October has passed. We're now into November, but and you know, October anime is still going strong. Bleach, Chainsaw Man, Mob Psycho 100. Well, there's Blue Lock. That's soccer anime. And Spy Family. Um, yeah, Cyberpunk also. There is one anime. I don't think I talked about it when it first originally came out. It is Geo Eternity season two? I haven't. Wa- I didn't watch the first season. I watched a YouTube video of someone funny. Um, he did a champ on YouTube. I seen like his whole thing about that. That was funny. So. I'm going to give season two. I'm going to watch season two since it seems like it gets very heartbroken. And while just watching that video, I actually got very sad. Even though I didn't even watch the show. This scene now, I'm like, damn, this could be a tearjerker. So I'm going to watch season two whenever I get the chance or whenever I actually sit down and actually watch it. Love an anime that can get you to tear up a bit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I also have some, uh, well, a little bit of mon- mon- or huh? manga anime news. Um, Hunter Hunter is returning. Oh yeah! After that is four true. years of hiatus, it is now back, and I'm a Hunter Hunter fan, so I'll be uh, I'll be waiting for that one. Yeah, hopefully they can finally 
bring out another anime, like continue the anime because it definitely felt so. The ending felt lackluster. I will say that when I finally watched it, I'm like, that's it. Like, <laughs> what's next? Mm-hmm. I'm with you, Jamal. I'm with you. So hopefully this brings out what what that series's true potential is because it had a lot of potential from the jump. Adam. Going back to the video game topic, you have basically just finished the DLC for, or the expansion or whatever, for Resident Evil 8. Tell us about that experience. Well, before I get to that, I do want to talk about Scorn. Oh, Scorn. You did finish Scorn. So, <clears throat> what was Scorn? That Scorn was, was it last week? Mm-hmm. Something mm-hmm. like that. Um, I guess by the time this episode comes out, it, it'll be two weeks. Uh but I streamed it was a quick hitter. Was, what is it? Scorn, Adam? Uh, well, Scorn is a, uh, a a vegetable that you eat off of the cob. Uh, you can actually put it in a lot of things. They use it for uh, for certain types of fuels. Um, there's Scorn syrup. Uh, you can see Adam, you know, munching on some Scorn on the Twitch. I'm a big Scorn guy. He got um, some big numbers. But so I was thinking about it like, I, I saw it came out on Game Pass. It was fairly new, and I, um, I I had known about it for a while. I think we've we've mentioned it before briefly on the podcast at some point. Um, and basically, it's a first person shooter where the entire world around you, including yourself, is just like mechanical. The best way I can explain it is mechanical flesh or fleshy machines, whichever word you want to use first and second, go ahead. But it's the same thing. It's gross. Um, it's the puzzles are uh, not challenging, but kind of just like, what the fuck do I do here? But in a way where you want to, you want to do it, so you like you find out how to do. It. Instead of just getting so frustrated and just off put by the game, you're just like, it didn't make me want to quit at all. Um, I also didn't know that it was a very short game. I think I beat it. I beat it in two streams, and each one was, uh like around two and a half hours, something like that. So I beat it in it's about like a six hour game. Yeah. Five and a half to six hours. Um, and I thought it'd be a little bit longer. I thought there'd be a little bit more um, customization and, and variety in the, in the weapons, but I mean, it was still good. Um, and it was just, I, obviously the biggest draw is just how disgusting, disgusting it is. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's like there's there's fleshy skin balls and like giant maggot looking things just like getting you know torn up because everything's dead some enemies aren't dead but they kind of are at the same time it's you can't explain it you can't use words to explain it you have to play it yourself or watch me play it on the real npc's twitch um but yeah so i already beat it uh, I've also been playing uh, Death Stranding, finally getting to that. I know uh, Micah has been av- adamant about me playing that game for a long time now. Uh, that's too. still ongoing. And, and Chris. Uh, so I haven't beaten that, but the most recent one that I beat was, as Jamal said, the latest Resident Evil DLC, which is the Winter's Expansion. Um, it's a three-pronged DLC Uh I guess we can just go through each uh, each one, but so the the first, not in any order, but the first is uh, there's a 3D or I keep on saying 3D, a, 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 
a third person mode for the main campaign, which some people are saying is the best part of it. Um, just because there's like, it's a new experience. There's a new way to experience. Wait, the- they added to the main Resident Evil 8 campaign, a third person mode? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Michael's losing his shit. Yep. Oh, the expansion ex- like- is 20 bucks. Um, but you're getting basically... It's a new this- game. It, it, yep. I'm not going to say a new game, but a new way to play the game. Um, Bro, that's insane. And basically so- playing it like two or four like it's yeah no that's a, that's you're playing it like the two and three remakes as like, a brand new have to buy this but, dlc now yeah <laughs> and it's it's twenty dollars but what you're getting from it is is definitely worth the twenty dollars twenty dollars breakers twenty dollars is nothing compared to most of these dlcs nowadays man right exactly so that's that's um arguably the big biggest attraction of the dlc um, I I do want to go back and play it that way. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm I'm, I'm probably not going to do it right away, but at some point uh, within the next couple of weeks, I'll probably start that on the stream. Because um, I've already beaten the campaign twice. the The second time I was going through trying to get all the um, like you know the more powerful weapons where you have to like sell some old stuff and you upgrade certain things. Blah blah blah. Um, no, it's crazy that there's three ways to play this game now. You have first person, third person, and first person in VR. Yes. Yeah, that, that shit is would, crazy. Like I would shit my pants. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. On the stream, I I couldn't remember exactly how long it had been since I played the original game, and that game. Remember, I talked about playing that game like early on in the pod. Um, oh, for sure. You like that we're talking episode like three or four or something like that. Um, and so it's actually, I said on the pod, on the stream, I said that it was nine months or something like that. Obviously it wasn't, it was literally twice that it was like 18 months ago. So like a year and a half ago when I was playing it, um, maybe a little bit less, but give or take. And so it's been a long time since I've gone back again and played the main cam- main campaign. And now there's a whole different way and it, it'll, it'll feel so apparently the cutscenes are still in first person, which is it can be a little jarring jumping between third and first person. Um, but being able to see the environments like as as I think they were supposed to be seen because they use the same engine as the as the remake games. Um, I think it's actually the same engine as seven. It's just upgraded, and so um, being able to play it in third persons, it's it's gonna be honestly it's probably a better experience than before so you know what i'm gonna chime in real quick on that one adam because they i believe they said that that the re engine is so fucking scalable that that they're that they are literally using it for everything they're using it for pc they're using it for switch right now they're using it for uh the ps5 the xbox that and that that that's amazing that they're using the same engine to 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 utilize all these games not only an re but they're they're using the engine for fucking um for uh uh monster hunter and all types of other shit too so just nah, just just really cool. is crazy man they, they barely missed mm-hmm. since they dropped um re7 mm-hmm. they barely missed the only time they missed was that resident evil uh like pvp game 
And I think RE verse now is even good. I think it's good now because you can play as like Mr. X and like all these other characters from the series and, you know, go PVP with it. So that's cool. But at first it wasn't good. But uh, I played RE7 before Adam had played RE8. I don't think you had ever played 7 yet, right, Adam? Mm. And for years I told him like, this isn't like, this isn't any normal Resident Evil. This is like, this is like if Outlast met Resident Evil, met Silent Hill all in one game. Like, it's crazy. And they have completely, in, in that DLC, that new Resident Evil 8 DLC, they have completely brought horror back to the Resident Evil franchise. Like, completely. And they're still pushing the horror genre as much as, like, PT was back in the day, like, they're they're pushing the boundaries of what we know about horror games because no one is really making horror games, at least AAA horror games right now. There's very few, if any. I mean, we got Dead Space and that other one coming, the Callisto, Callisto Protocol, Pro. but that's the first thing we've seen in a long time. And still, I'm going to be real, those are survival horror games. I know Resident Evil counts as survival horror game, but Resident Evil, at least this new one, that one is way more of a horror horror game than just like a normal survival horror. Like Dead Space is action horror. Eh, I'd say that Resident Evil 8, there are definitely parts. Um, and if you haven't played Resident Evil 8, I mean, I, I'm not going to like spoil it, I guess, even though it's a year and a half old. But um, there are parts at the end of the game where it's very action heavy and it's not really scary as much as like, I want to fuck all this you're shit fully up. like upgraded, I guess. Well, and you're also playing as another character. And that, and RE7 is kind of like that too. I think most Resident Evil games are like that toward the end, at least. Yeah, that's true. Um, but RE7 was scary as shit. RE7 was scary really the whole way through, I'm going to be real. But even re8 even as actiony as it is especially toward like the middle to end half of the game it's still terrifying bro yeah and that's i'm not saying dead space isn't terrifying because it fucking is but honestly there's something about stepping into isaac's shoes and knowing that you're a fucking badass versus stepping into ethan's yeah and it's cool but like he's not he's not isaac you know what i mean like it's a different type of feel in both games also ethan just doesn't know what's going on ever the amount of times that he's just like he makes what dumb the moves. fuck is happening he like, makes a lot of dumb game, decisions too the, the, and I, I said this on the stream as well the the writing in resident evil games has never been its strong suit um never no, but it's like a b movie though so yeah you, yeah. Got, you gotta love yeah. it <laughs> Well, if there's you're a long time fan it. of the series, it's actually really good for the most part. Right. It's it's definitely I, evolved for sure. The writing, I don't know why, but the writing for Ethan was really bad in both in both games. But then the writing for everyone else was fantastic. So I don't know what that's about. Um, pre pre this era of Resident Evil, they were still doing like a, with the Revelations games. They were still doing a good job of at least keeping things connected and cohesive because right around when raccoon city dropped they they were kind of losing it a little bit but once they brought revelations and then revelations 2 and then i think after that was seven i don't remember what the order was for those games but they were definitely like expanding on jill and chris's storyline so if you're a fan of the series you're gonna like all the games at least to a degree right Mm -hmm. um so back to the DLC, the the second part uh, is they added new missions to mercenaries. 
um, where in seven mercenaries was a huge draw for a lot of fans because it kept the game alive. Like after you beat the story and like you do all the uh, optional things, picking up little collectibles, yada, yada, uh, you can go into mercenaries mode and just continuously kill creatures and try to get a, a higher score. Mercenaries in eight um, at launch was kind of lackluster. Like they didn't utilize every environment in the game. Uh, and the missions were kind of like some of some were some of them were good, but like none of them were great. So they've gone back and kind of uh, and fixed that. Um, and so now it's adding more life to the game outside of the main story and outside of Shadows of Rose. Uh, speaking of which, uh, that's the portion of the DLC that I've streamed so far, uh, where it it the main character is Rose, uh, aka Rosemary Winters, who is Ethan's daughter. Um, and this takes place 16 years after the main campaign, uh, where at the end of the game, you do see her grown up. Uh, I guess that's somewhat of a spoiler um, because, you know, things happen the way they do in the game. But um, so you're playing as her and uh, it's 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 obviously it's in third person. You don't play in first person. Uh, it's in third person and it's centered around uh, her basically like surviving a dreamscape but it's revisiting environments from the original campaign and if you watched on stream shit gets nuts um it was definitely hairy last night adam i'm not going to dude, it was quite it was it was a good DLC, man i i had a lot of fun just like experiencing those thrills again like so in the in the in the main campaign, you get to the castle, you go through the village, yada yada. Uh, by the way, I say yada yada a lot. I don't know how that started. Yada, 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 yada. Thank you, Jamal. Um, but so going <laughs> through the castle, uh, there are stressful parts, but not a lot of it is like truly horrifying. Where you know that as Rose, you're you're you have less defense than Ethan did because he had weapons much earlier on. So you're kind of just traversing through this thing uh, naked, essentially. Uh, and you're starting to question, like, why is this happening? What's going on over there? And you have to go through uh, familiar areas, but with a whole different mindset. Um, and then later, it just gets very, very scary in the same in the same spot that it got really, really scary in the uh, in the original campaign. So um I'd say from my perspective, uh, Shadows of Rose out of out of a 10 probably gets like around an eight overall. Some of the movements a little slow, a little like choppy. Um, but overall, like once you get the hang of it, uh, it's it's pretty damn good. There are some there are some cons, but I say that the pros definitely outweigh the cons. I just want to say a good job, Capcom, on releasing a $60 game that was good at launch making a $20 DLC that's good at launch and also making street fighter six. That will hopefully be good at launch. Mm-hmm. Right. But oh, I'm, I'm saying they had a miss. So good job for even, you know, just getting us to this point where I'm excited for your next game. That's a rare occurrence. Yeah. On, developer. on their shit. As of lately, they, they might be like, if we're, if we're, if we're giving out awards, they might be developer of the year right now. Like, oh, so I just want to say street fighter six looks Oh, well, I haven't been this excited for a Street Fighter game since five. I like it's insane. And five came out when years ago, years ago. I'm gonna be honest, 
I didn't like it at first. I didn't like it at first, but then now that I've seen it more in action, I'm like, okay, this this might be the best Street Fighter ever. I was excited. I was was excited when they first announced it. I was like, yeah, this Street Fighter looks like it's it. Have y'all seen gameplay? Yes. Oh yeah. The gameplay is tough, bro. Yeah, it it is. The gameplay is tough. The gameplay straight reminds me of Tekken, man. It it looks so good. Yeah, it it does look. uh, It looks great. The the paint theme I'm I'm really liking. That's what that was the biggest draw for me. I mentioned it when we first got our our, our initial look at it. I'm like, dude, uh, the style the stylization of the of this new uh, you know title like is by far my favorite out of the street. I'm not I'm not even a huge Street Fighter fan. I'm more of a Tekken guy, but seeing that, I might I might think about buying it. That like. That that's what I like, man. Like, pick a fucking aesthetic and roll with it. Not everything needs to look like fucking Fortnite. Not everything needs to needs to be super goddamn realistic. Pick a style and roll with it, and and d- d- dive deep into that shit, man. Damn. Uh, speaking of uh, video game franchises and uh, and whatnot. How do we feel about now? This is kind of old news at this point, but within the past couple of weeks, we've gotten our first look at the Super Mario movie. How do we feel about that trailer overall? I'm gonna give it a seven. I don't care I'm, about I'm it. pretty much right there. I liked. I actually, when we were, when you guys first sent it in the group chat and whatever, I liked everything I was seeing. I liked uh, Bowser's like introduction. I liked the animation. It looks like the animation looks like this could be a Lego movie level of quality animation. The, the voice acting was on par from pretty much everyone except Mario right at the end. And even then when Chris Pratt was doing the Mario voice, it was a slight Italian that, like, if he keeps writing with at least that, you you can pass. You can pass if the animation's good, the everyone else's voice acting is good. And Chris Pratt, if he's just charismatic, I'm, I'm I might like it, man. I think this could be a good movie. Yeah. So the reason I bring this up is uh, because I don't know if you guys have <clears throat> heard this, but uh, I found a leaked audio clip of more Mario dialogue from the movie. So this is like breaking news, by the way. Are you going to play it right now? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. I've, I have thoughts on this, and I, I'm going to bring in another franchise, but go, go ahead, and we'll, we'll talk. Roll the clip. Hey, it's me, Mario. It's me, actually, it's me, Chris Pratt as Mario. It's a, it's a me. Here I come, Bowser in, in the Mushroom Kingdom. Here we come. And my best friend, Yoshi, Yoshi. Luigi's also coming to the Mushroom Kingdom. And, oh, wait. Here's my girlfriend, Princess Peach. 
Hey, it's a me, Princess Peach. Played by Chris Pratt. I love fucking games. Adam so much. Here we come. Hey, Peach, it's a me. It's a me, Princess Peach. So that's that's like groundbreaking stuff right there. Um, Breaking. I I say I say Chris Pratt. My thoughts in the movie have completely shifted. Like going into it, I'm like, ah, everything's going to be good except for Mario's voice. After hearing that, I'm having second thought. I'm going to go see it day one. Yeah, this is a Scorsese level film all of a sudden. Uh, so I just I had to share that on the show. That's, I was taking I was taking it back. So I, well, I'm uh, lost for words. Great job, Chris. Uh, can't wait for the Mario. <laughs> you know, I just remembered. Speaking of day ones. There's an anime movie coming out this month. Tell about, out- about, about Jamal. Jamal, Jamal. I'm, <laughs> I'm not Adam. I'm not Adam. <laughs> no, I got. I, I, no, because we, we we brought up voice actors, so I have to I have to bring this up now. All right. Go so ahead. I don't know if you guys have heard, but there's been a there's been an acting change. In oh. Netflix's The Witcher. Oh, I've seen that. Henry Cavill that. is no longer playing The Witcher, and they've switched him out for fucking Chris Tim him or uh, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, Liam. Why? They, uh, there, there you go. Why? That's what I'm saying. So. <sighs> There, there are some theories floating around. Nothing's concrete, but people are kind of, you know, figuring it out. Uh, you know, Henry Cavill has been brought back as Superman thanks to The Rock. Um, and I know uh, a few episodes ago, I was complaining about The Rock just being so self-centered when it comes to franchises. Um, but I will say, with Black, I still haven't seen Black Adam, uh, and I think it's been out for about two and a half weeks now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've heard I've heard some pretty fun things about it. Critically, I don't think it's like amazing, at least getting amazing scores. But I think the fans overall enjoy it. Now, due to that, The Rock has basically brought back Henry Cavill as Superman. Um, and on top of that, the writers for The Witcher TV show have basically gone a completely different direction from the books, which Henry Cavill is a huge uh, Witcher fan, especially the novels, uh, and so creative differences on top of him coming back as as Superman going forward in the DC uh, EU, it's just a, a combination of things that has led to a, a casting change. I'm scared. So I'm wondering why this happened because when he originally lost his role as Superman to Michael B. Jordan, <laughs> um, uh, his I want to say manager, you know, whoever is they go to for press around Henry Cavill. Um, they originally came out and was like, no, the it has nothing to do with Henry wanting to leave Superman's role. It's all on DC and Warner Brothers. Like, they're the ones that are trying to keep us only on Witcher and whatever. And now it seems like the roles are reversed or things that the tables have turned a little bit. 
because when when that information dropped that was years ago uh, yeah whenever yeah. whenever basically batman v superman flopped basically um and justice league i should say maybe it's justice league flopped or whatever i i, I would say that the whole justice League. <laughs> yeah like that whole era uh toward the end when he lost his role you know his his agent or whoever came out and was like that's nothing on henry he didn't want to leave you know he loves superman he wants to keep playing him but dc doesn't want him they want someone else michael b jordan and so now michael b jordan is going to be the witcher (laughs) 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 the witcher that's basically what we got. That's the Witchers, happening. the Super Witcher, starring Michael B. Jordan. With a K. Oh man, I didn't really care. I like Henry Cavill as the Witcher. I like him as Gerald. I didn't care for season two of The Witcher though. Mm. It felt lackluster. Season one was great. Season you two felt really very. You really gotta be a Witcher fan to enjoy that show. Mm-hmm. It felt very lackluster because season one, I'm like, all right, cool. And that's what made me start reading The Witcher. Now that I've read The Witcher, I was like, damn, watch these two. I'm like, yo, this is boring. I watch it just because I might as well finish. I'm like, yo, this sucks. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I'm just, I'm just like, what does this spell for the show going forward? I, I feel like, again, we have, we have to look at these video game franchises critically especially when, when they're being translated to other mediums. I don't care if it was a book first. Fuck that shit. It's a video game franchise. Don't disrespect, don't disrespect the books. So, no, no, no. I, I, but because we're getting so many video game franchises, like with like like we're about to have the HBO shit for Last of Us. We're, oh, we're yeah. getting... Uh, we're, we're getting... Uh, we're definitely getting more Uncharted. We're definitely getting... Uh, more witcher like there's i know where you're going with this and that we have to you know take these uh new mediums critically for our favorite franchise and and such but it's hard to be like oh you, you should only interpret it this one way because i mean look at the halo thing like they tried to do a prequel slash kind of fit it into their own lore without touching the OG source material. And it, it was a flop. And if they do a last of us where they try to recreate the old source material, it's probably going to flop. So it's like, what do you do? (laughs) If you want to do it, you you don't like, I said, or do you hold on? Do you take the final fantasy route and you animate it and you make make a movie that, expands on the characters we already know and love and they look the same but nothing is like changed about that original game story it's same same, adaptations usually work out better at least that's what the history that i've seen look 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 at what we we have with cyberpunk right now again this is a contained story it happens within the universe it does not mess with the with the game but it's happening at at, uh, right before what the events of the game right so that there's ways that that you can tastefully do it like t- take characters that were underdeveloped during the game or um that that not necessarily were underdeveloped but maybe uh we we had their story told in a fucking um in a fucking reading log or whatever and then give us that in in an actual visual novel you know what i mean so that i don't know 
Chris, they did remember Chris, they did do that with The Witcher. They made an animated movie about it, mm-hmm. um, featuring Vizimir, who was not really he was underdeveloped in the books, and they gave him more of a backstory in the movie. And the movie was good. I enjoyed the movie. Instead of sorry, finish up. No, oh, that's no, just what done. that's just what I was gonna say. I was just gonna gonna echo those sentiments. Go ahead. Instead of, and this might be a weird take, but instead of movies or shows for games, I would like to see interactive movies slash shows for games. Like, not Telltale necessarily, but what we kind of see on Netflix already with like interactive movies and stuff. Like, if you're gonna do the game uh, retelling or whatever it is, like, I'd like to have still that player interactability. Because if it's a character we already know and we've already played with, I'd like to play that character the way, you know, I see accurate and canonically. If it's not a character that we know and it's like cyberpunk where it's just like a totally separate story, you know, that's up to the whoever to decide. But if Witcher, the Netflix series, was an interactive uh netflix series would it be better for that reason because it's a role-playing game it's a role-playing series would it be better to have like that interactive like uh what was the black mirror one um you know what i'm talking about yeah bandersnatch yeah like what if we had that but as like a two-hour long witcher game interact like that'd be kind of cool and then something don't. for The Last of Us or something like that in the future. I think that is a cooler route for video game stories. I would agree. I never actually tried the interactive um, Netflix thing, so I wouldn't know exactly how that Have works. Have you ever played Telltale games or anything like that? I mean, I have an idea how they are. I never played them, but I have. I mean, I know what they are, though. Essentially that, but without like the puzzle solving and moving around aspect of those games, just purely... I mean, they have it already, like Telltale games without, you can just play with your remote. Right. Like, just decision-making and maybe some, like, other small stuff. Dialogue choices and stuff. You don't have Netflix anymore, do you, Jamal? No, I do not. I was about to say, just go watch Banish (laughs) Snack. Yeah, and that's not the only one of those that they have, either. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, I can see what you mean. That would be interesting, you know, having like live action characters or even like this animated thing that you get to choose from yeah and it gives them i don't know i guess it's a little bit of a safer route but they can still have a lot of different creativity Leeway. like if they yeah they In don't know they what they want they, they don't know what to do in one storyline they can they also have the option for a different storyline so if somebody doesn't like just like oh, i'm gonna start over and then just try a different right. option and then they engage that way obviously they're gonna keep on going and it doesn't have to be with that with everything like cyberpunk is or edge runners is totally, you know, fine the way it's told. It doesn't need to be interactable to enjoy it. But I think if we're going to have a long two to three season series like Witcher and it's going to be basically a retelling of a story that most people already know mm-hmm. or not a retelling. I shouldn't say that, but like a side story on a story that you already know and have read or played. You know, let 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 the people that are watching and experiencing that interact a little bit. So, what would you think would be a good a franchise that's not come out yet? What do you think would be a good video game franchise for them to test that out with? I was thinking God of War, but I'm like, I kind of also want to see that live action. Since there's so many us. like Viking things, but Last of Us already about to come out though. Oh, you you said one that isn't already coming out? Yeah. Um. 
Dead Space. Yeah, yes mm. and no. Because Dead Space has a... It depends on... Are they telling Isaac's story here or are they telling like a separate... Well, that's the thing. If they went separate, then they wouldn't have to do the interactive uh, movie, right? Because then it would be an isolated story in that universe <clears throat> that doesn't okay. affect the main mainline, you know, campaign. If it involved Isaac, then they could basically what they do is retell the story, at least from like the first two games, because the third one is like, who cares? But the first two games and then through that, there are branching choices because, in, you know, the first the the original Dead Space games, they're pretty linear in terms of story. Like it's going to happen the way that it's told. But if you lay out several different options throughout that experience, then like that would be the that would be the game changer, in my opinion. I think I like the idea. I just don't know if it would work for Dead Space because I think that game is a very like if it's a horror game, so like it's better to play it to experience that. But who knows? There's probably a filmmaker out there that could give me serious dread when seeing a necromancer or shit something like mass effect like that's based on story perfect fucking example oh, perfect because yeah. that, that shows that game is already basically oh, a TV yeah. show. right perfect fucking example so mass effect tv show with maybe even live action actors god i'm giving game right now someone fucking clip yeah, this and go exactly. go to a go to a person and pitch this shit right now i'm not kidding. you're the one clipping it right mike clip this in the future mass effect tv show live action star trek kind of style right but it's a netflix slash hbo whatever you know platform and it's an interactable tv show that's maybe like 10 episodes long a season and each episode as the captain as a shepherd you're making decisions for your crew in like playing because i'm gonna be real mass effect the most the worst part of mass effect is the game like the gameplay it's yes terrible absolutely the shooting god it's, oh it's like awful. it's cool it's cool but it's bad yes, yes. <laughs> and the best three, part is the character uh, hey, i will give them credit by three they had figured out their systems and had made it work and i didn't even make it that far it, glued it together and made it work i didn't even but... make it that far because they need a different format if they want to bring it to a new audience i think a tv show live action uh you know with real human characters maybe you can animate a few right but like i think a live action mass effect would get a lot of people into that series it would give off a lot more emotion because we're actually looking at like real if not real people then uh i i can't think of the word but like practical practical effects like things that we can actually be like oh that's believable you know like the CGI that's a perfect would have series. to be real. Yeah. That's a perfect series for that sort of thing. Someone go pitch like a million dollar Mass Effect show. Oh my God. You just Billion. did. Billion. <laughs> Put Otaku Street in the credit. Make sure Otaku Street podcast is in the credits. <laughs> yeah. Before, make, sure you, make sure you just like put us in the little credits at the end. All right. Exactly. So what we're going to do now is we're already on the uh, on the topic of video games. It seems every filler just ends up being about video games unless we have crazy stories to tell. Um, but I don't have any right now. Uh, I okay, Well, before we get into this, I guess this is because it's filler, we could talk about whatever. Uh, this week is our first uh, playoff game of the, of the season. If you don't know, I'm a football coach for a high school about an hour away from where I live. 
and uh, we're we're playing a, a, count, a, a team from another county in the first round of playoffs. So uh, that's exciting. Um, little little worried just because uh, our starting running back is out with a concussion after last week. Ooh. We beat our rival thirty-five to twenty for the first time in eight years. Um, but he's out with a concussion. He actually came back in the game because he was cleared by the trainer uh, and said he was. He was good to go, like, you know, was completely sound of mind and, you know, scoring another touchdown to put the game away. So he's he's a beast. I think on the year he's just under 1,400 yards uh, in eight games. So that's uh, pretty pretty awesome. That's a testament to not only him and our offensive line. Thank you, me. Um, so for those of you who don't care about football, I'm not going to waste too much time on this. Also, way too loud of a car. Um uh, but I just, you know, that's something I'm, I'm passionate about. We're all passionate guys here. So I'm going to go ahead and, and sneak that in there in case any of my players are listening. Shout out to you guys. Love you guys. Um, all right. So anyways, we're going to move on. Um, I'm going to introduce something that we're going to carry out through the entirety of this season. And it's simple. Video game trivia. Matter of fact, <laughs> just trivia. It could be video game, it could be anime, it could be movies, it could be uh, TV shows, comic books, anything, right? So today, we're going to start with some video game trivia. So We have a jingle. We're going to get one. Jingle. <laughs> it's me, Chris Pratt, Mario. <laughs> trivia Kingdom, here we come. First question, who's Mario? <laughs> Chris Pratt. It's me, Chris Pratt. <laughs> it's me, Chris. <laughs> it's me. That's weird how uh, how Chris predicted that a few uh, few episodes ago. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So the rules to this new trivia are each episode that we decide that we want to do some trivia, there will be a total of 10 questions for whichever topic we so choose or I so choose. Today's topic will be video games. Some questions will be very, will be very simple. If you decide to sabotage, that's up to you. Each question, if you uh, answer correctly, will be worth one point. I think that's pretty fair. Hold on. Sabotage in what way? Don't worry about it. Some editions of trivia will have little circumstances added to them where some questions will be worth five points. Some questions will be about sexual organs or something, you know? At the end of the season, when we get to the finale, we're going to have one final round of trivia on the season. And that will have a wager question, meaning... Once we get to the end of trivia, the final question will be a wager question. And depending on how many points you have at the end of the season, you can wager all of them, some of them, or one of them. It's up to you, depending on your placement on the leaderboard. Uh, and we will keep track of this throughout the rest of the season. So we're starting in a little bit late. This is the first filler of season five, but I think it's fitting. Uh, because it's not a canon episode, we won't take time from the actual uh, anime that we're watching. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. Let us. 
First question. Nintendo began as a company that sold which products? Cards? No, no, no. Get the... <laughs> Write it down. Oh. <laughs> what the fuck do you think the point of the note cards was? Come on. Write our questions. No, you write your answers. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Not bad. I could be wrong, shit. He's just trying to sabotage us already, Adam. That's what that <laughs> was. God damn it. All right. In three, two, one, pens down. Oh. Did we just put it up? Yep, you will hold your answers up to the camera. But it's not. Write it backwards. Reveal your answers. Oh, you wrote it backwards. <laughs> okay. The answer is playing cards. Ah. Uh, yes, I was right. <laughs> I wonder. Um... <laughs> okay. What? Purposely chose so, not that. Why? Just so choose it. Next, I could have been to, wrong. Next to each answer, make sure you guys either put an X or a check so that at the end of the 10 questions, you can tally up how many points you have at the end of the episode. All right. All right. If you get it right, check it. Yes. yes, if you get it wrong, exit. Okay. All right, question number two. What is Pearl's signature color in Splatoon 2? Yeah. Five, four, three, uh, two, one. Uh, Hands down. Yeah. Chris, right? I cannot fucking see your answer. I mean, I'm probably wrong. I was Dang. thinking, right. I was thinking that one, but I wasn't also sure because okay. I mean, like, eh. Micah and Chris said pink. Jamal, what did you say? White. Okay. I mean, that's not a... the correct answer is pink. Yeah. See. Yeah. Okay. Fuck all right, you, Jamal. We're we're tied now. You all are tied at one point out of two questions. <laughs> uh, I was think I was see I was thinking I'd come like uh like it could be but then like I don't know that's a hey, crazy Adam. question Adam at for someone that's never played with <laughs> right <laughs> hey Adam Roberto Clemente batted three hundred cool I'm batting five bitch <laughs> <laughs> nice all right. I'm going to give you guys a hint for this next question. What was the best-selling video game in December 2017? Here's the hint. It was a shooter. Huh? Said, hold, on, hold, on, hold on. You can repeat, repeat the question. What was the best-selling video game in December 2017? The hint is it was a shooter. A first-person shooter. Oh, I know. I Ten, nine, eight, Wait. seven, six, five, four, three, two, oh. one. I hope Pens down. I don't even have an answer. Chris, what'd you say? Mine is Call of Duty. Jamal, what'd you say? I put a question mark for that. I don't know. Okay. 
both Micah and Jamal are wrong, but Chris, what Call of Duty was it? Oh my gosh. Damn. Now I know. Can I is, write something? Is, is it is it is it advanced warfare? I know what Incorrect. it is now. I know what it is now. Can I get modern, half point? Probably? Modern warfare. Go ahead, Jamal. Is it a war zone? No. No, okay, I'll calm down. The correct answer is Call of Duty World War Two. Damn. That was games? the best selling. What is wrong with us, bro? Why are we fucking giving these guys money? You know, Breath of the Wild hey, came out hey, that year, right? That's what I'm saying. As soon as you said it was a shooter, as soon as it was a shooter, I'm like, what? Do I at least get a half a point for that one? Is that fair? Yes, you and nah, Jamal. You got to give him that because you I would have chosen. Or actually, no, Jamal got it wrong. You get a half point. Yeah, I got it wrong. I said, I didn't even guess Call of Duty. Since Call of Duty. I, I was going to guess COD, but then I was like, that's such an obvious. I guess Doom well, came out 2016, huh? It I did. Was... Doom 2016. Yeah. See, when you said shooter, I was going to say Fortnite, but I don't know what year Fortnite came out. I feel I like this idea, but I feel like if you're listening, you have no fucking idea what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Right. We should just say it when we put yeah, it. Yeah, let's just yeah, let's just say it also. Yeah, yeah. What? So for for the our for answers. The okay, yeah, yeah. All right. Make sure just write it down mm-hmm. and just tell me what your answers are. Yeah, lo- writing it down locks it in, and then yeah, saying there you it. Go. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Question number four. Fight Night 2004 is a game about what kind of sport? Ten, nine, eight. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Reveal your answers. Boxing. Boxing. Well, <laughs> I feel the, correct too obvious. An- the correct answer is boxing. Yeah, man, I played that game. That shit's hot. I feel like it was too obvious. I'm like, I'm not going to say that. I still have uh, the original Fight Night. Do y'all remember right it? Uh, ready to rumble? Yes. On PS2? Yes. Are you ready to rumble? Yep. It was fire. All right. This is this this question will mark the halfway point of tonight's trivia. Okay. Question number five. Which French video game company is publishing the Far Cry series? Ten, nine, eight. Seven, six, Ooh, you got me five, up. four, three, I don't two, one. You reveal. I don't what? play. No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It is Ubisoft. I said oh. Ubisoft. I said Ubisoft. Uh, like one oh, of their. Oh wow. One of yeah, their I studios. Thought, I thought way too much. Okay, that's. Fair. Oh, you said publisher company. Okay, yeah, I got it right. The correct answer is Ubisoft. Ubi shit. Wow. Triple check that. Jamal. Jamal, do you know where? Point check. We're we're halfway through. Point check. I got too many wrong for no reason. Jamal's at like one. Yeah. (laughs) Chris Chris is at three or four. Three and a half. I'm at three. Okay. So Chris is the lead at three and a half. Uh, also, ah, Jamal. Like this. Jamal, do you know where Santa Monica is? Cali, I'm guessing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> did you hear? Did you hear the way the question was framed? <laughs> I'm stressing out. 
Okay, here. You guys got a war on the brain, boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Question number six. In the Pac-Man video game, what's the name of the orange ghost? God damn it. This is gonna fuck me over. This is gonna fuck me over too, but I'm giving it a wild guess. Good one, huh? Five, four, three, two, one. Reveal. I'm gonna say blink Blinky. Said orange ghost. I don't fucking know. <laughs> the correct answer is Clyde. Damn. What the fuck? I know. I know Blinky's Blinky. one of them, though, right? Yeah, yeah. that's that's Blinky the one is, that I immediately went for. I think to. Blinky's I the know. pink yeah. ghost. Oh, there's Renegold, Blinky, and Clyde. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know any of them before. All right, <sighs> this is one that Jamal might also not probably probably won't know, but you guys mm-hmm. will struggle. You will struggle. Here we go. What 2014 video game gives you the name Douchebag? In what do you 10, mean? 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Reveal. Okay, we have Sunset Overdrive from Micah, Borderlands from Jamal, and what from Chris? Leisure Shoe Larry. The correct answer is South Park, The Stick of Truth. Oh, oh come on. Damn. Come on. <sighs> I guess that makes sense. If you had used like a more controversial trivia question, I would have definitely picked that game out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what game makes it your difficulty based on your pigmentation? All right. This is number seven. Yeah. All right. Question number seven. No, this is number eight. Yeah, this is eight. This is question number eight. What is the best-selling video game console of all time? That's easy. In 10, 9, 8, 7, the most fucking Atari. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Reveal. The PlayStation Loop. I said, oh, wait, what the fuck? What'd you say, Chris? I said GBA or Game Boy Color. I'm sorry. The correct answer is the PlayStation 2. Ooh. Uh, I know. I That's know. number four. Damn. Damn. I was thinking That's... the Wii, but then I was thinking, like, I know something past the Wii, and I knew it was a PlayStation console. Not even PlayStation has beat PlayStation's records. Mm-hmm. That thing was a gem. What uh, what are what are our points at right now? So I'm at four. four, three and a half still. 
Right. Jamal, Jamal, are you still at one? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a comeback at some point, my dog. We have two especially, questions left. Especially Jamal. when we get to anime. <laughs> yeah. Anime trivia, Jamal's gonna get. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Question number nine. What is the most expensive video game ever made? In 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, reveal. Go ahead. Okay, Call of Duty. I'm saying Striker, specifically Battle League. Okay, Chris. The Last of Us Part Two. Okay, all interesting answers. The correct answer is GTA Five. I Damn, knew that it. That was my second guess. I was like, "Fuck!" The, I knew guess. it. I was like, "That Damn. sounds like the right answer," but I, I feel like I'm thinking oh. about their profits. I wasn't even think. Isn't that isn't that based off of that? How did GTA cost more to make than Red Dead Two? GTA is the highest, like, GTA 5 is the highest media thing ever. That, they earned I, that the doesn't mean by all media. That doesn't mean that it should cost more to make than Red Dead 2. Red Dead 2 has more shit going on in it. Yeah, for sure. But they were, uh, I could see. What happened? They, kept, they had to rebuild count? The, the engine and then they were rebuilding. Okay, the maybe the marketing was better. Angeles. I don't fucking the know. Just count, yeah. like. Once it the original loss, or this is like over time. Cause remember, they kept updating that game. That game's been out for fucking years. Very I'm sure he from means all the, initial... especially from all the ports. I'm usually when they calculate, they're talking about pre-launch. So. Okay. That would be crazy if they're talking about everything. If they're talking about everything, then yeah, it, would, it definitely. Is. Well, it can't be that fucking expensive to maintain what they've been doing. Very true. They're right to be honest, like they're not making a whole new game. All right. We're up to our final question of the night. All right. And we've got a twist. This question is worth three points. Don't worry, Jamal. You were taken into heavy consideration when, when choosing this one. Here we go. Question number 10, worth three points of the first edition of Otaku Trivia. Question number 10. What type of Pokemon is Sandshrew? In 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and reveal. Oh, shit. Okay. Micah said rocky sand. No, I said, I said rocky <laughs> slash sand. <laughs> I said ground. Okay. I think ground is what I meant. The correct answer is... Fire. I'm just kidding. It's ground. I knew yeah. he was trolling. Is there no rock? Maybe I just meant ground. There, there is, is rock, rock type. type. There is rock type. Okay, That's why so we said rocky. But there's also fucking <laughs> ground type. 
Dude, All stop right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I knew Chris was gonna get this. I'm like, if Chris doesn't get this, I'm like, don't you know it's the difference between grass and dirt type? <laughs> <laughs> don't you know just the difference between fire and magma type? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> Mike, Micah, just because you didn't know, I was a Pokemon breeder for years. Like, I would go in the games and like breed for for the best. IVs and shinies and all types of shit. So you basically ran a Pokemon slave trade. And Chris go. likes to call me the Pokemon professor. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I'm surprised you didn't get that one. I did. What you mean? Yeah, you did. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Micah guessed Rocky Sand. So okay, Rocky Sand. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. So after after uh, trivia, the first round of trivia. What are what are point totals? I have four. Chris has seven point five. Micah has four. So or yeah, I have, have four. Point? All right. Okay. So currently, Chris is in the lead with seven and a half points. Jeez. All right. I narrowed the gap at least. Yeah, there you did. Hey, All right. Everybody who's listening, Jamal has a PhD, and I'm beating him. I don't have a PhD. Relax. Yeah, you do. I don't. <laughs> Yeah, but Chris has a PhD in breeding animals. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I blame. I should have gotten like three of those right. I should have got in pearls one right. I should have got definitely. I overthought, you know, fight night. Um, and I should have gotten the <laughs> the French studio that made Bar cry right. I don't know how you missed that one. The pressure was all. <laughs> <laughs> The, the Santa Monica one was a little wild. <laughs> he was like, I'm oh, like, I know five, this is wrong. Four, three, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. That was fun. That was fun. Are you the only one that's going to be making up these questions, Adam? Uh, I can be, or unless I mean, I'm just, rotate. I'm just, I'm just curious. I thought all of us were making questions. Is this a regular filler? Or something? You have to, you have to join it at some point, Adam. Well, of course, but is this a regular filler segment? Yeah, yeah. Dude, what what's pissed you off this week? What what did you see that you just weren't happy about? Well, the easy route for me would be my players fucking up certain things, but that's like to give an everyday occurrence oh, oh my god i do so i see i yell so much not this week but splatoon always makes me mad because my teammates i'm trying to rank up battles i get there so in case you guys don't know in rank mode you have like five battle you basically have to win five matches or after you have five matches that you can win in total or it's when you lose your when you lose three matches after that your rank like session is over, your points get tallied, and they either and then you can basically gain or essentially lose points afterwards, and that'll determine like how fast you can rank up. I get up to my and afterwards you get a rank up battle, which you have to you have three wins or three losses to gain to have. I get up to my rank up battles, fine, but every time I get to my rank up battles, I lose, and I don't understand why. Afterwards, my team just falls apart, and we're straight shit and i can't get past s rank to get to s plus and so i'm taking a little hiatus from splatoon the splatoon grind is rough um and definitely draining it definitely is, uh man. 
what pissed me off this week for the old old anime fans out there is that uh dragon ball z on funimation doesn't have the original score of music the bruce falcon score, to be specific that's whack bro and the reasoning behind that is you know bruce falconer the original composer for the 90s soundtrack of dragon ball z um he originally made that soundtrack for the show for funimation not the japanese studio that runs dragon ball over there but over here funimation is the american studio i believe or like the company Mm-hmm. and they tasked him with like a contract of however much money back then and it was probably like a, a one-time thing it probably wasn't like a you get a percentage of dragon ball profits it was probably like we're gonna pay you like 10k compose this music we're good and dragon ball was not big when dragon ball z came out so he probably didn't get a lot of money mm-hmm. um they have beef bruce falconer doesn't you know let funimation use their music anymore so when you watch fun uh dragon ball on funimation's website now it's just og dragon ball music just very plain not plain i wouldn't say that but very vintage sounding like 80s dragon ball music i mean chris you know the og dragon ball soundtrack it's it's good but it's not z it ain't z and what pissed me off about all of this was not just the fact that i can't watch it on funimation you know this website that you pay for to you know with your og soundtrack i was like okay whatever i'll find it somewhere else nowhere digitally can you find this uh original version of dragon ball z nowhere oh, oh, digitally oh, oh. and oh, we, we got we got to talk after the show then and i mean well <laughs> okay we'll talk but and if you want the bruce falconer version pretty much everywhere online tells you Go spend $180 on eBay for the DVD and Blu-ray disc. I think that's fucking ridiculous. Because there's a lot of people who grew up with that version of Dragon Ball Z. And the fact that Funimation isn't even trying to restore that like good relationship with Bruce Falcon, because they have the music on Spotify with Dragon Ball Z's label as the album covers and everything like. They clearly know that their best stuff came around Dragon Ball Z. Why wouldn't you just pay them more so you can use the rights to that music, Funimation, instead of lazily slapping on the OG Dragon Ball soundtrack or even just composing new music? Like, it's not a good way for new fans to experience the show. Um, So that pissed me off this week. Hey. I'm right there with you, Micah. That's fucked up. Also, Chris, hey, I man. have that shirt. Do you? <laughs> it's, it's tight. I actually have it somewhere over there. Good shirt. I actually have the one that you're wearing, too. The Dragon Ball Z <laughs> yeah. one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this shit's clean. <laughs> hey, if you're looking for some good graphic tees, man, go to TJ Maxx, bro. They got the fire tees and hoodies for like 10 bucks. Shout yeah, out TJ Maxx, sponsor us. We should all get a shirt of like our favorite animes or like of an anime that we like Look, and just like already, wear it one day. You already an know outing. Me, I have mine. I need one. Did we mention the uh, One Piece movie that's coming out? I was going to mention that, but then Chris said, Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Now is the perfect <laughs> okay, time so to bring it up. <laughs> why, why are people not excited for this movie? 
I think because it also adds in a musical aspect, which nobody likes. I mean, I don't nobody know how much. I, I know, like, obviously, one of the characters is supposed to be singing. I don't know if that's just part of her devil fruit power or whatever. I don't know if it's actually like a full on musical thing. That's what I think I just heard. I don't, I don't know to what extent they meant by that. Just creative choices, man. Like, like with the set pieces that they showed early on, I was like, all right, this has to be at least somewhat good. Like, you can't, f- you, you, you picked a great setting. You picked South Africa. That That's Caribbean enough. <laughs> like, we're, you know, th- you know, this is not the live action we're talking about, right? You're not no, talking, I'm talking about, about uh, One Piece Red or whatever. Yeah, the animated oh, one. Oh, I'm wrong. I'm bad. Let me shut the fuck up then. What I wanted to ask is that the, the reaction to even just the trailers of this movie was completely different than the reaction to superhero. Like superheroes, I know superhero dropped a trailer like a year ago, but in its recent marketing, a lot of people were excited for it, building up to it. But everything I've seen about this One Piece film, like comments and all that on Twitter and stuff, it's like people are going to see it, but they're not hyped. I also and, feel like One Piece movies never got a lot of hype or traction. Like, if obviously, if you're a One Piece fan, you're going to look into it. And they started to do more advertisement for them over the years, but it was never really like a but the advertisement thing. isn't good. No, not like Dragon Ball movies have always been a thing. Pokemon early on, but now Pokemon movies are like no one really cares about it that much. Unless it's anymore. the live action, you know. Um, what else? Other anime movies? I think Sword Art Online is getting a lot more traction with their movies. And I guess Demon Slayer when they start doing more of those. I know Black Clover is supposed to make a movie. I don't know how, but that's going to be a new thing. But yeah, One Piece movies like there's. I think there's like a lot of One Piece. Well, movies, I, but... I wanted to ask you: Is there? a very split fan base around one piece regarding like a majority of its content or at least the anime no it's it's the content in general like like half of the show is excellent and then the other half of the show is just like man and gibberish yeah and some some of the stuff that you would expect to be filler is not filler at all and that show, and that that's the real problem. And the movies suffer the the same fate. So it, it's it's more so the anime the animators or whatever, like Toei, whatever. Because just in the anime, there's not a lot of fillers per se. How you expect from like Naruto and Bleach? It's just that they drag out scenes so much longer than necessary that that in itself becomes a filler. Definitely right. has that that Dragon Ball Z syndrome. When you yes. have a thousand episodes, that's bound to happen too. It's like you're gonna have arcs that are just nonsense, like no point. I mean, Dragon Ball no, has that issue. It's, it's not even the arcs itself, though. Like I guess, like you said, like Chris says, that Dragon Ball issue where they'll spend so long on characters just staring at each other, where it could have been like wrapped up like very quickly. That was a different situation, though, when they were doing that. Well, I don't know if One Piece still does that or not. I mean, I don't know how they're doing it with the Wano arc since they changed their art style and everything. I don't know how that is. But before that, One Piece was doing that for, forever. Yeah, from that's ridiculous. Because Z, Z stopped that at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Um, and the main reason Z did that in the first place was to fill time because the manga just wasn't ready yet. Mm-hmm. So, like, they would have stare-offs for, like, five minutes because... 
or like talk for five minutes because they just didn't have the content to show the fight that was about to happen yet. So they would end the episode with a stare off or something. The fact that One Piece was doing that for many, many years afterward, because even Super Super gets very straight to the point with its fights. Like people don't really stare around. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, they get to they get in the mix right away. So like One Piece doing that definitely sounds weird. But I don't know if that would bother me as much as just pointless filler, you know, characters, arcs, et cetera, et cetera. Like m- events. I don't mind staring. I don't mind dialogue, but I do mind long lasting events that don't matter. And I feel like that's what One Piece kind of has too much of. Well, One Piece, it kind of, at least when I was like binging it very like many summers ago, since there's a lot of characters, you don't spend too much on one character like doing a bunch of stare offs. Like in Z, since there's Z, Dragon Ball over the years became very centralized on focus on certain characters, even and making. There are many other characters, backline characters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you kind of got away with that one piece. I mean, with, yeah, with one piece. So it wasn't as bad. But I don't know, since I started reading the manga, it became more of like, eh, okay, like I want to see what happens. And now they're spending way too much time before the, when I was only watching the anime. I, I, I would have to watch more of it or look more into it to really give like a proper criticism or idea because everything i've seen about one piece is from the outside and i'll be honest one piece fans and just the community in general does not make me want to join it does not make me want to get into one piece. one piece fans will die on their hill bro they will that's a religion right that's it's not even just the it's not even just the luffy fanboys it's like it's like this you have to read the manga and do all 800 episodes or else you don't understand any of it and it's like dude no one has that you have that kind of dedication and that kind of time no one else has that kind of they're time. like their dedication no. is as like one piece fans and hunter hunter fans have the same strength of dedication to that source material I don't even ever watch, like we we love Dragon Ball. We're not even sitting there watching heroes and all this shit to that degree. Like these motherfuckers are waiting for every manga chapter of One Piece, every little trailer clip, and like these are the hardcore people. And I'm not saying Dragon Ball uh, fans and all the other anime fans don't have that, but One Piece are strong about it. Socially, they are very passionate. Like almost like old Bleach fans, like back in the day, Bleach fans. There's people that that strictly only watch one piece like mm. my fiance alexis was just I mean, talking ha- to somebody at her job who only watches one piece for anime dude like, you have how to. as a fan of that show you have to you don't have time for other shows <laughs> like 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 she she had brought up something and then uh he was like oh you're an anime fan then she was like yeah uh uh do you watch naruto do you watch uh dragon ball do you watch no, no, no. Just, just one piece. Just. I never do like bring one, up anime one piece around has one, a, piece fan. one piece has a great balance of characters. Like not any. There's not only a few or two characters that is very focused on. Like everybody in the Straw Hat crew is very balanced out. That you it's, feel like they're all important because it's a crew and it's and everybody's important. Or like you said, everybody's important. They all have a job to do. Mm-hmm. Like so, like like when 
when Luffy is picking everybody out, he's picking them out for specific reasons. I won't spoil it, but like for instance, the one of the main people that he gets on his crew is a navigator because obviously you need a navigator on a ship. So like it it, it creates uh it creates definitely storylines and shit that you wouldn't have otherwise. So I, I definitely like that. I just think yeah. maybe it's maybe it's hard to keep that going for so long when you. And this is something I did learn about Dragon Ball. Um, when you have characters with character arcs, it's a lot harder to keep a story going because there's a difference between character arcs. You have you have the flat character arc and then you have the curved character arc. So like I'm gonna give you know very simple examples here. Like people say Vegeta's character is ruined because he's doing a basically a repeat of what he already did in Z currently. Like you know, finding out that Goku is the best, but also finding his own way of being his best version of himself. He's like completely forgotten everything that happened that happened in Boo Saga, apparently. So he's just Cell Saga Vegeta again. But Goku, on the other hand, his character arc doesn't end because he's been the same person since day one. So you can have a million episodes of Goku doing adventures and such. But Gohan's story is finished. Gohan's story ended in Cell Saga. Vegeta's story ended in Boo Saga. Like, those characters couldn't have a show just about them because their story ends at some point. They have a character arc. Goku doesn't really have a character, a curved character arc. He just have a flat, straight line that you can always expand upon. So when you have a show like One Piece, and this is me speaking from an outside perspective, you know, I could be totally wrong. When you have a show like One Piece, I'm assuming all these characters have character curved character arcs where they have a motive, and at the end of that motive, their character kind of is satisfied, right? Mm-hmm. If you have every single character like that, I don't know what Luffy's specifically like. He might be like the Goku of that show. But when you have a show that centers around all characters and not just one flat character arc, it's a lot harder to keep things interesting 800 episodes in because nine times out of ten, most of your characters have already finished their stories. So either you introduce characters that no one cares about, which a lot of franchises try to do. It's like reboot with like younger, you know, these are the kids now. Like, or or you just keep a flat character around like Goku, who's always going to have new people to fight, always going to have new friends to make, always going to want to try something new. He's never like satisfied, basically. Um, One Piece could be like that. But I don't know. I'm not sure. But is it if they aren't if they're all flat character arcs, I feel like that's worse. <laughs> you know, if you have like eight characters with flat character arcs, then, you you know, you don't have a really good show. So I, what do you guys think it is for One Piece? It's at the point where you kind of want to see it wrap up. At least that's how it is for me. Like, all right, these guys have been chasing a one piece obviously in the show it's not it hasn't even been that long like honestly like even though how many episodes happen like between each arc it's like a week or something <laughs> like it's crazy it doesn't even last that long mm-hmm. but, but the show's been going on since like 2010 or some shit they do have a time skip but there's only one time skip <laughs> yeah exactly i want to see more progression story like they're in these arcs for so long like you obviously have your protagonist but there's like a lot of misadventures going on before you even get there. Well, do, 
and not a lot point, of overall storytelling. I mean, that's what I need something that drives me forward. Like, what I want to ask is then: is it is it one character that's driving the show? Is it everyone that's driving the show? There's a lot of people driving the show. It's not obviously you have your main, you know, you have your protagonist Luffy, but he's not really. Yes, there's a lot of focus on, him, but he's not just driving the show. There's a there's everybody driving the show at this point. And do you think he could possibly have like an ending? sort of like go gohans or vegetas like they have like an end moment where their character arc kind of it drops off after that point you know i don't see any character development for luffy at this point it's more like goku like oh okay like what kind of moves what kind of like like honestly in this last arc he got like a new power i don't want to spoil anything but like yeah but he got new power so it's like okay cool but now what? It's either what kind of powers Luffy could get or what kind of new area is he going to be in? And for me, if I'm going to watch a show like that, it's going to be Dragon Ball, man. You know, because they, they just, they've been doing it the best for the longest time. And if, you, if you're doing a show with that kind of character, I'd rather see Goku. Not saying I don't like Luffy because he is really cool. Uh, I do like Luffy, but... <sighs> I don't know. It, one piece is one piece is weird, man. It, well, it, it's hard. We've been we've been talking about One Piece and you know how we feel <sighs> that that show handles its characters, Uh-oh. <sighs> character arcs and such. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, basically. Adam, are you a One Piece fan? No. What What is wrong with you? Uh, what? What is this on purpose? He wants attention. Ignore him. What are you talking about? He <laughs> <laughs> just got swirled or something. <laughs> The yeah. hell! What track did you just run off of? Yeah, no. Uh, you just hit the fridge. Nothing. What are you talking about? I know we talked about this before. I do think that anime should go with the seasonal route because what it helps. It all... There doesn't have to be ongoing. One Piece is an ongoing anime. They don't break up into seasons. Like you have season. Like obviously. They have like their seasons, how they mark like different points of the series. But something like My Hero, where you have our you have season one, you take a break to develop the next season. Then you have season one two. One Piece is a weekly anime, right? Yes, and it hasn't stopped. Probably oh, it has it been stopped. probably like little, yeah, probably, but not long though. No, it's never been like. Is it like six how months a break? It's never been like a six months break. Let me it's ask this: Is like, it like how? Teen Titans Go like just has a new episode every week, no matter what is going on, and like pretty much like how oh, always pumping out, yeah, like how Naruto used to be. So that okay, so now this explains everything because One Piece isn't a normal anime. One Piece is a television like Simpsons broadcast show that airs every week. Now Shonen it makes sense Jump it has eight hundred episodes. It's and one of the big three. Sense. It's like how all the big threes used to be, but One Piece is still going on. So that's how it is still. Right. And now it makes sense that character arcs really aren't developed that great because you can't do it when a show is airing every week. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of why Super uh, got shit a little bit toward the end, too. The, the right- it, it was trying to do too much at once in like a very small time frame. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. The writer already said that he's trying to make the series last forever. Like he doesn't want to stop writing. 
for who is in the Oda. But in the manga, it is they say that it is wrapping up until like the last arc. So One Piece is entering its last arc in the manga. He's getting pretty old though, isn't he? Mm. And someone said that he might, uh, you know, in the passing. That yeah. would be oh, that would be tragic. Oh, that if, will if he didn't finish. People will be living. <laughs> How old is he? How, do we know? I don't know. They'd be crying on his grave. Like, come back. Oh, dude, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be like crying at my photo of Toriyama the day that happens. It's true. <laughs> or no, not even Toriyama. Um, Masako Nazawa, Goku's Japanese voice actor. Mm-hmm. When she dies, dude, Oda's not, even, Oda's not even that old. He's 47. Oh, huh? not that bad. Yeah. I know he had health issues, but my man be I feel like every time every author that has much dedication to this series as he does yeah. gets that gets that way. Masako is 82. So sometime in the next couple decades when she passes, I will be in tears. Decades. Um, <laughs> I'm saying weeks. Adam, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Give some respect to your girl, bro. She changed our childhoods. You know how much screaming she's done? And you know how much screaming she's doing to this day? She's a legend. No. On, on and off screen. Uh, I'd like to interject. Ew. And... <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Not inject. Interject. I'd like to inject Masako. Well said. Uh, I'd like to announce that Black Adam is now playable in multiverses. Um, I'd like to announce that we will not be talking about multiverses going forward. Is multiverses the new strikers? Dude, okay, it's not that multiverses is the new strikers, but Here I we would go. rather go back to strikers. I'd wow. rather go that's, back to that's, that. That's a fucking. That's 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 that is bold. bold. That's a bold. Like, all right, all right. I will never, unless until they do it properly. Until it's as, until all of us can play on our own individual switches. I'm never going back to strikers unless we happen to be at the same. No, because we'll have to be on like two separate TVs. No, I don't see a reason I, I'm going back to multiverses right now. Like their characters aren't even making me want to go back i haven't i didn't go back for rick dude that game is so disappointing no bro. we were so smash. on that shit we we need we need it needs a it needs a boost man like they took too long mm. with the ranked they took too long with with like another like crazy it, notable character and i told y'all like five podcasts ago that this shit was gonna happen that they were taking way too it's you know, been in beta for a month. Like, where's all the content? Blah blah blah. And Adam, oh, just wait. We don't know. The game's not out. Like, dude, how many months has this game been out? Five, four. And I know they've added a few characters, but they don't have the classic mode, right? They don't have. I mean, we dude, can they... go check tape right now. And who was the number one supporter of multiverses throughout this entire show? Probably because it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It, probably it was probably Wopay, to be honest. Wopay always. I def- I gave it a chance, but yeah, I didn't play. You want to know who it was? Who was You're going to say. It was Micah. Yeah, that's a lie. That's a lie, because I've actually listened to the fucking episodes, you bitch. 
I, I always said I always said it was a good game at the start. That first week we played it with me and Chris and then we're grinding it. We liked it a lot, but I always criticized it. I always said it's not perfect right now and it can't be a competitive game. Look at it now, bro. People fucking say this shit's a joke. It has a player base, but it's a joke of a game. It is a joke. It still does not function properly. It still has bullshit free-to-play mechanics. The battle pass is still shit. What constitutes as a supporter? Dick riding it or playing the game? Right. I was just testing it out. It's a new Smash game. Of course, I'm going to be hype about it a little bit. I don't know about a little bit. You've been sending us, you've been sending us like videos in the group chat about we were dirty. Using Iron Giant. Okay, I'll say this. When you were playing by we're talking, I'm talking about when you were I playing had by hopes. yourself. Because it's a beta, though. I had hopes that this first week, this was before they said the game was coming out. Season one. This is season zero. Okay. So I was like y'all giving it leeway. But once season one started and their game was out, quote unquote, and they said it would be out. And nothing changed about the fucking game except for a longer, more expensive battle pass that didn't have skins for all the characters. Bro, you lost me. You lost me. And they and since then, they have not, like, done anything but add characters that have broken the metas and shit to bring anyone back. So if you're into, meta, if you're into multiverses and that's your kind of game, cool. But if you're an actual uh, platform fighter player go fucking play smash like an adult because <laughs> that that i mean it has its charm but um i just don't see it being something that lasts more than this year let's let's hope a year from now you're wrong well because we need the competition it, we keep saying this multiverses has not gotten Platform better fighters is a niche that smash will never relinquish not, not what are you talking about? But they literally I, relinquished it 2018. It was one of the best, it is the best selling fighting game of all time. It's true. Yeah. I mean, if we want to say Nintendo that, doesn't agree. if we want to say that it will never relinquish the genre, I don't think anyone's ever going to like make another Smash. Right. Well, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, like, the genre, like, as a platform fighter. Okay, but if you want to, yeah, for sure. Like, no one's ever going to hit the gold mine that uh, Smash Bros. is. Multiverses is trying it, but they're choosing all the wrong characters and making all the wrong decisions uh, developer-wise. Like, stop. I would say this, like, stop bringing... Like these media things they're doing. Like you didn't need to bring Black Adam. You could have brought somebody else. That well is known. the problem, and people missed it from like the it jump. Doesn't, it was it never, doesn't help. The game was never made. Unlike Smash, the game was never made for the from the passion of a one developer dude who was like, "I want to see all the Warner Brother characters together, you know, fighting together." Like this is my passion. When I was a little kid, I was playing with the Warner Brother characters, and I made a video game about it. There was no, no fucking Sakurai behind this shit. It was a mm-hmm. Warner Brother exec that saw Smash and was like, you know what? That seems really easy and profitable. Yeah, let's just go find some studio that's never made a video game and give them a buck ton of money in licensing. That's what that was. And because 
people missed that they got hype about stupid characters oh what happens when ben 10 comes what happens when samurai jack comes no motherfucker they put lebron james in the game the day the first fucking week of the game you think they're bringing fucking ben 10 no dude they're putting black adam and i know they added um stripe which is really cool but i feel like that's a like a oh don't worry it's not all marketing characters we have stripe we got a gremlin guys even though there's no gremlin movie coming yet next is gonna be fucking uh (laughs) just henry cavill just that just henry cavill (laughs) It's not even Superman. It's just all. It's all. Over, yeah, it's just Henry Cavill in like a shirt. <laughs> it's all a marketing gimmick. It's all a fucking scheme. And every time they uh, are going to drop a new Warner Brothers movie, just expect a multiverses character to come out. Uh, next Stranger Things series uh, season, expect Eleven to be there. When they fucking make a Pac Man movie, <laughs> it's going to be Pac Man in the fucking game. Like they're going to do that with that introducing game introducing president joe biden even even, <laughs> even though yeah, sonic's like, already in smash sonic 3 and, ugly, and ugly they, sonic. they had the fucking tw- the audacity to have on the twitter like send your submissions and we'll think about it. you didn't you didn't read over no one suggested black adam <laughs> oh no one said black adam no one said stripe the rock Some said, people bl- the, said rock stripe. Sa- the rock said black adam or spike excuse me yeah, the Rock went to WWB and was like, "Hey, I, I, I get I this. What, what saying, if Black Adam was the forefront of the game now? Also, I drink Terramana." I totally hear what you're saying, and the proof is in the pudding. They definitely used it as a marketing tool, and it will continue to be used as a marketing tool going and, forward. And I hope that they sprinkle in more stripes, though, more gizmos, will every other marketing gimmick, but. And I'm not saying you need to have like the players vote on a character because at the end of the day, it's a developer's decision. You know, we had votes in Nintendo, but at the end of the day, I don't think that fucking made a difference. So you well, can we'd have you Goku can make your decisions, but don't try to act like you're so in touch with the community and like you it's so schemey what they've done with that game, bro. Oh, uh, don't worry, guys, we're doing the hot fixes every day. Oh, don't worry, guys. We're we're not nerfing your characters. We're just, you know, adjusting some things. Your character's broken for a week. Like, no, dude, don't sit there and act like you're so in touch with your community and you're so connected when everyone's always complaining that their character's nerfed. Everyone's complaining that you didn't add uh, some feature to the game that you said you would two months beforehand. Like, Classic Mode was announced the first week this game came out, and it's still not out. So... The way they've handled the game, they've lost my interest, they've lost my support. And until uh, we see something else, like, I don't even know if they have ranked, but if they do, that's not even enough. Like, I have to see something big for multiverses to get back into that rotation. That's fair. In conclusion, suck one. And with that being said, let's wrap this shit up. This has been the Otaku Street Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can leave them by going through our socials in the description below. <laughs> and uh, check out Mikey OQ on YouTube if you want to see some funny gaming content. 
You absolutely should check it out. New I seasons am, and shit. I am gonna be splitting uh, into like a Let's Play channel slash my regular channel. So along with Adam's Let's Plays, if you want to see more stuff like that, it'll be coming. It's gonna be dope. Don't worry, Chris, Jamal, and even Wolfie, I'm not cheating on you guys, but just expanding the brand a little bit, you know? Everyone's success is our success. All right. Well, until the next time on Otaku Street, Jamal. Otaku Street out. Peace. Goodbye.